From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 492 for the week of September 6, 2015. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jamalata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Coming up on Tuesday, Michael continues his celebration of Disneyland's 60th. We'll talk about that in a second. And Mary Jo takes a day six drive to the Long Beach Aquarium. But right now, it's time for this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. And happy birthday to Mrs. Johnson. Thank you. And Thank happy, you. happy almost birthday to Mr. Spatel. Thank you. We're and just I'm a done. whole bunch okay. of old farts here. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I'm glad I don't have birthdays anymore. And Michael, tell, tell tell us a little bit about the your segment this week with um, our, your sixtieth uh, celebration. Well, we actually have someone that I've I have a conversation with Ben Harris. He worked at Disneyland beginning in nineteen fifty eight until uh, nineteen seventy, and then he went on to work at Disney World. He started out as a steam train conductor, did many of the narrations around the park for uh, like the steam train and the narrations for like the parades and the fireworks. And, and then he started to work on the special productions around the park. So he has some firsthand accounts of, of, you know, conversations with Walt Disney and sort of what went into putting on a lot of these um, shows and productions and a lot of behind the scenes stories. He's, he's very passionate about what he did and about working with Walt. So I think you'll all find it interesting. And as passionate people do, he tended to go on. <laughs> so we will have part one of this interview this week for you. And part two will go up in, in a couple weeks and get the rest of the story. Their stories are so interesting. I'm glad that they oh, were yeah, two-parter. Yes. I, I, was, I, I, I wasn't in the – but I was listening and I was like – some of those stories I was tearing up. I don't do that. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Housekeeping. Uh, let's see. Quick, quick housekeeping. Disneyland confirmed – their dates for this week, for this year's holiday or Christmas celebration at, at the park um, begins, as we expected, November 13th and goes through January 6th. So really no surprises there. And they haven't said anything else about what's go- what's happening for the holidays, what we'll be seeing and what we won't be seeing. So, Based on past, um, Nancy probably knows this better than anybody, based on past experience, when do you think they're going to tape for the Disney um, per? The Disney Christmas show, probably early November. Or you think the week before the thirteenth? No, it'll be the week or of week. Uh, it's usually right as they decorate, and they may not even yeah. be in full it'll be decoration. Like, it'll be just yeah, like, like Castle so, and Main Street. No, so it'll be like fourteen, fi- fourteen, fifteenth, probably. Yeah. Okay. You think right? Probably. Or will it be? Or it'll be the seventh and eighth. The weekend before. That's what I'm thinking. It might be the seventh and eighth. Seventh and eighth sounds right because that kind of fits okay. in with what we've seen the last couple of years. Okay. So. 
we'll keep an eye out because they they all it's it, the date always gets leaked because um dance dance crew dance troops and things like that will be brought on, on and they leak the information. So. Yeah, they're really bad Our, about that. I've got a couple other things in housekeeping. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Mary Jo, we'll go let you go first. <laughs> Birthday boy has to wait. Okay. Um, first of all, congratulations to all of our runners for the the Disney Half Marathon and the 10K and 5K that they had this weekend, this past weekend. A um, f- few of our Dizzer friends were there, so huge shout out to them. And I met up with some of our friends while there, and I had the opportunity to visit the expo, which I had never done before. I thought you had to be a runner to go to the expo. No. And somebody I know was working in, and she kept telling me, no, you have to come and come and see it. And the uh, voice of Jasmine was there, um, Linda Larkin, uh-huh. and also Sean Aston and other people were giving presentations and stuff. And although I wasn't there for merchandise or anything, I did walk through and I saw a ton yeah. of stuff. I wasn't looking for freebies. I know they had them there, but it was kind of an eye opener to see what a huge, I don't want to say production, but it's a huge thing, the expo. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's in the convention center area of the Disneyland Hotel. And I ended up buying Nick and his girlfriend Yasmin. Um, it's called Doctor Cool shirts. They're these shirts that that as you perspire it, as the perspire as the perspiration evaporates, it cools off. So they kind I of need look that like right those now towels. in my studio. <laughs> yeah, I, I got them the towels and I got them the shirts because they do a lot of workouts and stuff. So. I know they were like. Oh, I don't do workouts now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, Nick and Yasmin do, but for the runners, they're they're really good. Also, Mm -hmm. and um, I was telling uh, one of our friends, Scott Travis, was in town to do his his marathon, and I was telling him about it. So he ran. He didn't run. He walked over there, and he ended up buying himself a shirt too, and everything. So I I figure if the experts know, then that's a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. But I I just thought it was really cool, and there was a huge line for merchandise. But um, I wasn't interested, so I didn't get in that line. But I think, Nancy, you talked to some people who went to that line? Um, yeah, we, a couple of my friends got done with the half marathon and then came up and had breakfast or had lunch with us for my birthday today. And Way to drop that nice. nice. Well, no, I mean. For my birthday today. For my birthday today, we went and had lunch. <laughs> and they were yeah, saying. That's the first time she said it. <laughs> yes, that's one. Wait, did that's I hear one. a bell ding? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the okay. one who brought it up at the beginning of the show, Mister. I am I, on. I, I am on your side, Nancy. Tom did bring it up, and then he threw you I under did. the butt. Like he set you up for I that. Did. I think so. I, I think so too. I would have dinged more about her name dropping friends than the birthday. <laughs> well, considering I didn't even say their names, Shannon. You're right. You're no, right. She's talking about Mary Jo. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know he runs every year. And he actually was one of the um, legacy runners. You know, when you've done the marathons in the past, they consider you a legacy runner if you're a repeat run Disney runner. Um, and they had some good things to say about that. The legacy runners got a cool extra anniversary shirt in their bag this year. As what They got two t-shirts, the usual, and then the extra special. Um, it was a blue, you know, anniversary themed um, d-shirt. It was really cool. And then they got a 60th anniversary themed, or 10th anniversary run Disney bag. That was pretty That's cool. cool. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that. That was nice. Anyway, um, that was the good. The bad was that 
a lot of the people in the expo weren't runners. And they were going to buy, they went there to basically buy up all the merchandise and put it on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. They they should really give the runners tags or something, tickets, so they can get in first. Yeah, exactly. Because all the Star Wars stuff, by the time Thomas was able to do, you know, do it after participating in events and stuff, um, all the Star Wars stuff was gone. I agree with you. I think they should, like you said, Michael, have some some kind of wristband or something for the runners, and then don't open up the expo for people until Sunday afternoon for the public. Right, yeah. like so that. that they can get the leftovers. Right. I, I think that would be right. That's the number one complaint I hear from my friends who do the Red Disney events, that by the time they're able to get to the expo, most of it's gone. Yep. So... You know, that was that was their big beef about it, is any of the cool things they would have wanted to get are just gone. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, they said they had a lovely time. Um, yeah, just one of those things. Cool. Did you have oh. something else, Marja? I did. I had, um, I finally wrote Peter Pan. Oh, okay. And I really, um, I agree with Nancy's review of it. Okay, cool. Sucks. And it was funny. Pardon me? The the room sucks. It needs more on the... the. Well, I I thought it was pretty cool. It, it was funny because when we were in the London scene, Scott goes, weren't there buildings here before? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what Nancy pointed out to everybody. That <laughs> It's like they took, the off all, uh, took out all the detail. What, what, what yeah. up with that? That sucks. Yeah. And, and I imagine it's because you're supposed to be way up high, you know, and Big Ben is below. And I did see... The cool effect on Big Ben, so that was. But if I hadn't heard of that, heard, heard about that, I wouldn't have known to look down to see it. So thank you for that. Um, and then the last thing I have for rapid fire is uh, we had talked about the Pope House um, being moved, right. and I read a blog by a guy named Dan Anderson. He has a blog called Dad Logic that tells all about this, which was really cool. Well, he found the deed. Uh, excuse me, he found the city of Anaheim building permit for the relocation of the Pope House. So I looked <laughs> it up. And, you know, some people really can get into the details. Yeah. But the Pope House is going to go where the visitor lot is for the Team Disney Anaheim building. So it's going to go in that parking lot. So it's really? still going to be on Disneyland property, but it's not going to be in the back lot per se where, that we're used to, you know, where we picture it. And also, it had a history of the Pope House, which was way different than what I had thought. So, I thought that was interesting. More later. Thank you. Uh, Tony. Some... Go ahead, Tony. Okay, so my weekly LAX update. I want to give a shout-out to LAX, because I've traveled. I traveled around a few places this week. And I I know this is only if you have a pre-check, TSA pre-check, which anybody can buy for 80 bucks. It's worth it. Especially if you have a big family. I have never... I literally was thinking I was going to miss my plane and I walked right through into the gate, like literally from bus to, um, to the ticket to, to on the plane, literally 10 minutes. Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. I obviously, obviously that's because of the pre-check, but I'm saying I've been to other airports and it's no, it's not even close to being that fast. So that's a positive in LAX's favor. I want to give them their credit. <laughs> and I was, I went as I went through. I went, wow! No place else have I traveled around the country that I could have done it that fast. So, if you are going, and if you have six people, 
Like in a family, it's worth it just for that because you everybody gets it. But it's 80, 80 bucks a piece, though, right? No, it's it's the uh, as long as you're traveling with that person. Oh, so as long as one person has it and you're on the same itinerary, because I was in front of a family from Canada someplace and only one of them had it, but they all automatically got it. Nice. Orlando, forget about it. It doesn't help you. Yeah. But LAX, it's light years faster. That's good to so, know. Just a nice. But Tony, to, to tag on to your to your LAX, um, obviously people listen to you because Scott was telling me that he was paying attention and it took him an hour to get to the rental car. So I was like, yeah. dang it. <laughs> no, it does. The problem is I'm now going to probably mostly fly at LAX just because of pricing and yeah. and the availability of flights. But yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah. So just, just get used to it and get pre-checked. So at least on the way out, it'll be faster. If you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We've talked a lot about Joe's Italian Ice. And we talked about that there were two Joe's Italian Ice Ices. And one had been slated for closing well apparently it had finally closed the one down in garden grove which the little original one yeah the original one which was only what two blocks from the from the current one but i saw on, on facebook that that one finally closed they were given away giving away italian ice the last day so it closed this week any other housekeeping i have one go ahead michael uh, th- we know there have been a couple of stories that we've been talking about off and on. One at in Walt Disney World, Disney's Hollywood. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it's Disney. What Disney Hollywood <laughs> Studios? I'm combining it with the rumor yeah. of the new name. Um, you know they're they're closing One Man's Dream, which we're always saying, right, why right. is that not in Disneyland? And there there was the rumors on the interwebs that Walt's office was being donated to the Walt Disney Family Museum. And all of us who go to the museum are trying to figure out what are they going to do with this office. The, then there's always that part two of things we talked about, you know, Walt's office at the studios. We've sort of bemoaned the fact that it's been, you know, rented out to people of varying celebrity. It's empty, it's empty right now, actually. And there's a reason for that. Yes. I was at the Walt Disney Family Museum on Saturday where they made the announcement that Walt's office is going to be restored at the <gasps> studio and nice. will be preserved as it was nice. when Walt used the office. So that is where the furniture is going. Back to time. where it belongs at the Walt Yay. Disney Studio. I'm hoping now that when they do tours, it will actually be something open to the public. That'd be nice. Or I'm hoping it's not going to be like the Disney Dream Suite. Where <laughs> it's restored, but nobody gets to see it. Right, right. You know, or, so. or Walt's apartment lately. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's it. So at least um, the furniture is going back to where it belongs. Very cool. Um, we've been talking. We talked a couple times about MouseCon. It's coming up in November up in Concord, up in Northern California. Um, they posted the other day that they are offering special rates at the Concord Hilton, where the where the event is being held. Um, if you want to stay on property there where the event is, 109 a night. Wow. Which is not bad. Uh, this event is November 15th. It's, this is the first year for MouseCon up in Concord. So um, I'm not sure yet how big this thing's going to be. I know there were a couple. What was it Floyd Norman and Margaret Carey had signed up, Michael? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm not sure who else has, has been added to the to the event yet. But we'll keep an eye on it. Um, looks like 
Nikki55 in our chat room will be at MouseCon. I, I'm thinking of going up. Uh, Michael, are you I'll thinking de- of going yeah, I'll def- over? Yeah, I'll definitely be okay. there. Um, speaking of our chat room, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. Every Sunday evening at 8 p.m., we broadcast live on Mixler if you want to listen in. Uh, head to our Facebook page or our show notes page for a link. And we would love to have you sit in and listen live and chat with other people who are listening live. It's a lot of fun, trust me. Um, any other housekeeping? I just wanted to say, you know, if everybody, ever, did everybody like buy anything on Force Friday? I hear a lot of people, um, oh, a lot of people <laughs> bought like BB-8s and, and those little remote control Millennium Falcon things and, and all that good stuff. Well, guess what? I just saw that. I just saw that today. The little, the, Millennium Falcon remote and all that. Oh my god! Oh, my god. So cool. oh yeah. The video on YouTube. Ian was Ian had to show it to me and and get all drone geeky about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? I went on Zoo Lily to, uh, like yesterday or today or whatever. Um, I've been shopping it all weekend, but um, they celebrated Force Friday on ZooLily.com. And they had merchandise you could find in the park for even cheaper. My kids have been bugging me to get, like, the Star Wars t-shirt that has, like, Chewie, Darth Vader, and and Han Solo, you know, the pew-pew-whoosh-grr shirt. Anyway, <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> anyway, they've been bugging me for this shirt, which is, like, 32 bucks in the park. And I got it for, like, 17 on Zulily. Nice. And that's cheaper than you can get with the annual pass holder discount. They had a ton of brand new Force Awakens merchandise. So if you absolutely have to sink your teeth into that perfect Star Wars shirt. (laughs) See, the gods have ding-a-linged. Madame Leota's bell has rung saying that you should go shop on Zulily. <laughs> we have no official connection with Zulily. I just happen to be a crack addict for it. But um But her children are named Zoe Lily, so yes. yeah, really. connect <laughs> connect the dots. Hey no no, they nice. copied that from me. Nice, <laughs> Mine are nice, much nice. older than that website has been in business. <laughs> Alright. Anything else? If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And, of course, links to anything we talk about, plus links to our show, you can find at www.disunplugged.com. Anything else in housekeeping? Cool. All right. Um, it's time for news. Let's start with Michael. We lost another Disney legend. We did. On Monday, we lost Dean Jones. He passed away of Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease at the age of 84. He was made a Disney legend in 1995. He was one of Walt Disney's favorite young actors, uh, because mainly because of his boyish good looks and, and lighthearted um all-American manner. And he starred in a lot of our favorite films from our childhood, like That Darn Cat mm-hmm. and The Love Bug. Uh, did you know The Love Bug was the number one film in 1969? Wow. And it's amazing to think that. And his long association with the Walt Disney Company began after he received an unexpected call from Walt Disney, who praised him for the his work on the TV show that Dean Jones was on, it was called Ensign O'Toole. And Walt Disney noted that it had some good closing sequences. And 
D- Dean Jones played, who had been in the Navy, played in the title role of that show. And he thought that was curious until he realized that his show came on right before The Wonderful World of Color. <laughs> and that Walt, in turning on Wonderful World of Color, probably saw the closing credits of Ensign O'Toole. And two years later, um, Walt, Walt um, contacted um, Dean Jones again and asked him to star opposite Haley Mills and that darn cat. And mm. that was the first of 10 Disney films that he would make for Disney um, um, that grossed like $960 million. And The Love Bug was the most successful of them all. But actually, Dean Jones had quite a career in other films. He had he had the lead role of Robert in Company, Stephen Sondheim's um, musical. He withdrew from the production a short time later, The Family Problems, but he's on the a cast album for that. He was also, he was in a lot of films that we really no longer remember, except he was in 1957's Jailhouse Rock with Mm. Elvis Presley. He had a small role as a disc jockey. He also made his Broadway debut with Jane Fonda in There Was a Little Girl. He played her um, boyfriend. And he later appeared um, on Broadway in the comedy Under the Yum Yum Tree with Gig Young, who, if you remember him. And he also uh, made the film version of Under the Young Young Tree. And, but it was the family comedies that, uh, that he made for Disney that he was most remembered. Um, he did, you know, Monkeys Go Home. He did Million Dollar Duck. Um, he, he spoke at the Walt Disney Family Museum a couple of years ago. He had a couple of interesting stories. One is he commented that Walt, hired him because he had this all American boy next door, you know, uh, you know, good husband, um, and dad role model. And he said he was exactly the opposite of that in those days. <laughs> he said that he was ashamed to say that, you know, the lipstick that was on his shirt collar was not necessarily the lipstick of his wife's. And, um, oh. you know, he had a, a drinking problem, but, you know, he, he overcame all of that and, you know, was married to his wife for, um, you know, for, um, 40 years, over 40 years, had two, um, daughters. And, um, and then he and his second wife, um, Lori had a son, Michael. So, um, anyway, so he really, he involved himself in a lot of charity work. He, he, um, involved himself in his church, uh, definitely got involved with foster children and doing charity work for them. He also told another story that he, when he sort of ran into the ire of Walt, he was, he was doing a film for Walt and he had, Dean Jones had some suggestions for the script to make mm-hmm. improvements to the script. So he's, so Walt comes over and says, how are things going? And he says, well, they're going well, but there's some changes that I would like to see in this script. And he starts going through them and, and how he wants to change this gag and this line and all that stuff. And, you know, first Walt's eyebrow goes up, the one eyebrow, <laughs> which is always a warning <laughs> sign. And then he's continuing on. And then, um, Walt starts, you know, thrumming his fingers on the table, which was always another warning sign that you just needed to stop. And Dean Jones didn't. And so Walt just finally explodes. Are you sure you want to be in this GD movie? <laughs> and um, Except he didn't spell it out. 
And <laughs> that's when, um, that's when Dean Jones sort of backed down. And, and Dean said, well, okay, but this one joke, this one is really an old one. And Walt said, they laughed at that joke in 1930 and they're going to laugh at it now. And so, um, Walt sort of walked out, but then before he walked out, he turned to the director and said, go ahead and make those changes. But he turned to Dean Jones and said, you better be right. But Walt said to leave that one joke in. And Dean Jones <laughs> said, when they went through and they watched the film, he said, you know what? My, 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 the things I changed were okay, but you know what? Walt was right. The audience roared at that one joke he insisted on keeping in. So, um, but Dean Jones had a great respect for, um, Walt Disney and, and a great love for, for the career that he attributed to Walt. So, um, it's sad when we see, you know, more of these people that work directly with Walt pass away. So, um, pop in, you know, that darn cat or million dollar duck or something and, and enjoy, uh, Dean Jones this week. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Uh, Tony, anything else in the news going on? Yes. Oh, there good. Okay. There, there, people were running in Anaheim. Yes, I heard that. Uh, I, heard, I heard that from Mary Jo. Yes. A Fullerton man, local, he could have just probably, that's what we know he, why he, he won. He, he ran to the race. Yeah, he was already started just yeah. from his house. So, a Fullerton man completing in his, and you know what, this makes me happy, his first run Disney race. Woohoo! Won the, won the top prize, James Lander, 36. Led the field of nearly 15,000 runners, crossing the finish line in one hour, eight minutes, 56 seconds. Hey, see, if he can do it, Tony, you could do it. I could. I know. I need to start doing it again. I just, I just, I don't know. I want to, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Man, I. It's like getting off the couch the thing. For it. I know, but I can't believe that I did and I did well my last one. Like, that was, well, anyways. Uh, we don't need to have I a hole as I'm getting you. older. I know. I just can't believe I was that skinny. Anyways. You were. It was very uh, cute. Okay. Anyway, anyways, more than six minutes ahead of second place winner, Valdir Aparecido Bueno, 35 of Sao Paulo, Brazil. The women run, um, For the women, we had Momoko Tanaka, 29 of Japan, first international winner in the race's 10-year history, with a time of 1 hour, 21 minutes, 30 seconds. She finished just ahead of last year's women's champion, Jeff, Jennifer Berry, 34 of Denver. More than 29,000 runners took part. On the weekend's events, which included buying up all the Star Wars merchandise yep. at the <laughs> Disneyland 5K Run Disney Kids Races and the Run Disney Health and Fitness Expo. And in more upside down news, mm-hmm. the Revolution Roller Coaster is having its final farewell runs. Had them, wait, have a Monday Labor Day. Okay. When, so that's when they have had. Wait, wait, wait. So the Revolution at Magic Mountain? Mm-hmm. Yes. Final, they're tearing it down? No. No? Oh, yeah, wow, you're like a plant. But then it's going to be updated and redubbed as the new revol- the new revolution, not to be confused with Prince and the Revolution. Sorry, that was just for me. Ooh, In 2016, park officials announced today, the new revolution will have what park president Bonnie Weber called the world's first giant loop, 90 feet high and 45 feet in diameter, and travel as fast as 55 miles per hour on... Over 3,400 feet of track and a two-minute ride. It's going to be repainted white and blue. Newly designed trains will be red, white, and blue with a silver eagle hood adornment and be fitted with lap and calf bars. Mm -hmm. 
The elimination of shoulder harnesses will provide a smoother, sleeker ride experience with more time. And Weber, the spokesperson, said, We are thrilled that one of our signature coasters is getting the innovative ride updates that Six Flags is known for. Obviously, that's the thing they're starting to do. Uh, with the new trains and beautiful paint colors, the new revolution is certain to be around for many more generations of coaster fans to enjoy. And it was the original revolution was the first 360 degree looping coaster when it opened in 1976. I remember that. Like, it was called the American Revolution at the time because it was during the bicentennial year. Uh-huh. It, was so, a, it was a big thing. They're continuing I, yeah, their. I hadn't heard that they're getting a new loop, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's that's interesting how they're. They're, I find it, I've not, this is obviously something that Six Flags has decided to do is, okay, we're going to keep our rides, but we're going to update, update them. them. Yeah. And yeah. You, it's interesting that because that's not been done before, I don't think, but this seems to be their new thing based on the data set of two. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And the, the, the shoulder restraints people always complained about, which so the getting rid of those is cool. And it sounds like they're going to the same kind of restraints that are in the new... Uh, twisted Colossus, so they they push down your you know your lap bar, but then they with their foot they press down and it puts like pads in front of your in front of your legs and and holds your legs in place because that one you know goes does twists and stuff upside down. So you still you ha- still have only the lap bar, but you're still do- you're doing upside down and and safe because your legs are held in place, which is kind of cool. Okay, as someone who's scared of rides, mm-hmm. that will make me not e- even less likely to go on those rides because I want to feel like I've got that thing around my shoulders. Me too. I like the shoulder. I want. I want to know that I am completely encased and there's no way yeah. I'm going flying out of that. Even and though I'm sure it's it's safe as safe if right. not safer the other way psychologically. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I just find it. But I kind of like it because then you can get a little bit of air time. I don't want airtime on those. My butt needs to no. stay in the freaking seat. <laughs> Tower of Terror, okay for airtime. Those crazy roller coasters with 15 loops, no. I don't want airtime. Oh, come on. No. I don't want um, those crazy roller coasters with 15 loops. <laughs> uh, last week, I, re- I alluded to the uh, special that was happening at on season tickets at, or season passes at Magic Mountain, and that was confirmed. However, if you're listening live or you're listening on Monday the 7th, this is your last chance to take advantage of it. Uh, $71.99 gets you a season pass that's good from now through the end of 2016. So all of 15 and all of 16, um, including all uh, Six Flags parks. If you purchase and then activate by, I think it's November 1st, they will upgrade you to a gold pass. So that adds the water parks and adds parking nice. to your pass. So 72 bucks gets you the rest of 2015 and all of 2016, including parking. That's an if, excellent deal. If you activate by November 1st. So, uh, again, but that's that's ending on Monday the 7th. So if you're listening after that, you probably can't take advantage of it. And if you have Six Flags parks in your area... Definitely look into the those parks as well because I think all of the parks are having some sort of special deal for the end of the summer. All right, anything else in the news, Tony? That's it. Thank you, sir. Time for rapid fire. Let's start spending some money with Michael. Well, uh, last week there was a rumor hitting the interwebs about Disneyland um, uh, uh, submitting a uh, building permit for 
torches and open flames at Tahitian Terrace. <laughs> and everyone got all excited. Oh my gosh, they're bringing the Tahitian Terrace back. But I think it might be something to do with what Disney announced this week. The Jungle Cruise Sunrise Safari Breakfast Experience at Disneyland. So this is a wild and once in a lifetime experience because that's about the only, you can only afford to do this once is <laughs> at Disneyland Park. It is the Jungle Cruise Sunrise Safari Breakfast and it, the dates are September 21st to December 2nd, 2015. It's select dates. It's basically during the week and you have to arrive at the park at 530 in the morning because it's before the park opens. So what do you get? Well, when Michael, you, what do you get for this? You you begin with a welcome from the Jungle Navigation Company Limited, and then you get a breakfast on the African Velt of the world famous Jungle Cruise attraction in Adventureland, and it's so basically you get to dine in the attraction. So you get an assortment of fresh pastries and scones, exotic fruit, and chia parfait. No, not chia pets, but chia <laughs> parfait. Eggs cooked to perfection, glazed pork belly, bacon, pan seared sausage, and roasted golden potato and onion hash. And you, there's also an assortment of juices, freshly brewed coffee, and specialty teas. Now, following breakfast, you're going to get a crash course, hopefully not literally, in Jungle Cruise skipper training before you get behind the wheel of your own boat to recite that famous spiel. Okay, that's cool. That's, I'm sorry, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then upon your initiation into the elite fraternal league of secret skippers, you receive an exclusive keepsake, which is a tribal mask inspired by original concept art for the Jungle Cruise attraction. So reservations are very limited and are now being accepted. So Tony's, what would you be willing to pay? <laughs> what would you expect to pay for this once in a lifetime experience? Well, if the tray, the uh, Tortilla Joe's burrito that I think is the best deal on campus, I call it campus, is like six ninety five. Then I think <laughs> I'd probably I'd be willing to pay maybe five burritos. So thirty five dollars. I'm guessing that's not enough. I say it's over a hundred. You're right. Anybody else have any other guesses? I already know how much it is. I'd say it's yeah, under two hundred. No, it is three hundred dollars. Uh, yep. I have a question, wow. Michael. Yes. When they say that you get to to skipper the boat, is it how many people in in the in this adventure? Because I'm just thinking of each person. Go. How many times are you going to go? That's what I was wondering. River? Yeah. So that each person multiple taking, boats, maybe. That's oh, what I'm okay. not sure. Because um, for that amount of money, I want to do the whole spiel. I don't want to, you know, share. I, I want to be relegated to the tiger and have somebody else get to talk yeah, about. Yeah, for three hundred, uh, I want my own loop. For three hundred, <laughs> I, I want to be. Ta- I want to be able to do the backside of water joke. Exactly right. Yeah, really, but just some other things is that you Disneyland Park admission is not included in the price of the tour, <laughs> so include that. At the end, well, that's of the, absurd. I know. At the end of your adventure, you'll be escorted out of the park. Um, so if you've, so you've then why does why do you need park park admission? Well, they're just saying that you aren't going to get to stay in the park. You're going to be yeah. escorted out. If you have admission for the park that day, you can re-enter when the park opens. So you're not going to get to hang out. You have to book online 
um, at the Disneyland, you know, on the Disneyland website to make a reservation. You have to pay, you have to pay in full at the time of booking. You have to be at least 18 years of age or older. Um, that sounds like insurance. A, yeah. Now that's the, for guest registering. But then it's funny. It says guest 16 years of age and under must be accompanied by a registered adult. 18 years of age or over. Um, and you check in on the day of your din- breakfast at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. And, um, anyway, and there you will be, um, valet service will be provided and a guide will be there to escort you to your Jungle Cruise sunrise breakfast experience. And the terrain for the event will be uneven and rough. So yeah. wear comfortable shoes. And of course, it may be canceled due to inclement weather and all that. So you can find out more about it on the website. It does not say, though, um, how many pe- the limit in here to the number of people that can participate. It does say it's table service, though. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's not that much room on the African velvet. No, no. <laughs> so. so are you going to be sitting next to where the rhino's getting those... Um... Get, get, getting the point across or, to or eating, <laughs> or eating, eating next to the eat zebra that's sleeping. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, let's let thank you, Michael. Let's spend some more money, Mary Jo. Well, you know that we have the Halloween season coming up, and we already have the dates for Mickey's Halloween party. And four well, date, four dates are already sold out, by the way. Yeah. So if, if you're going to the Mickey's Halloween party, you can also. Hmm. Partake in the Mystical Spirits of the Blue Bayou, which is a premium Halloween dining experience. You have to have your ticket before you can do this. So once you once you go here, it's at the Blue Bayou Restaurant. Like I said, it's a three-course meal. Uh, they have live entertainment. Dr. Facilier is going to be there. Plus the... Um, cadaver pirate. dance. Yeah, thank you. The cadaver dance. The pirates. The cadaver dance are going to be there. So you're going to have live entertainment. You get your choice of entrees. It's a limited choice, but you get to choose what you're going to eat. And after you have the, um, after your meal and the entertainment, you also get VIP seating at the fireworks and the VIP seating for something else. Do you get seating for the parade? Yes. Well, the they say parade, but. Is it the cavalcade or the no? Oh, it's, the paint, night it's, paint, it's paint the night. Yeah, paint the night. Okay, so you get the Halloween uh, screens and paint the night. Yes, thank you. Huh? So this is going to be. It's it, like I said. It's premium. They're giving top notch service. How much would Tony pay food? for this one? I would pay less burritos because <laughs> well, I want to. I get to do the spiel and drive the darn yeah. boat. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be escorted in handcuffs out of the park for after. Because obviously, you know, I can't stay in for the 150. But well, let me tell you what your choices to eat are. Maybe well, what's your appetite? Okay, so your appetizer is either going to be crab cake with crisp creole slaw and tart remoulade sauce, or warm melted goat cheese boncour tart with baby fresh, um, excuse me, baby spinach, golden beets, and savory prosciutto with a drizzle of dried cherry vinaigrette. Then you get your choice of one of these these three main entrees. You get the braised bayou short whips with Danish blue cheese, whipped potatoes, and baby carrots, Yum. served with huckleberry pinot pinot noir sauce, or the bourbon glazed chicken breast over a bed of smoked white cheddar polenta with crisp as- asparagus spears and a savory thyme juice, 
or you get redfish sauteed to flaky perfection with crispy rock shrimp, seasoned Louisiana long, Louisiana long rice, haircut bird, and etouffee sauce. Then you'll get your dessert, which is either going to be a dark chocolate creme brulee with salted caramel macaroon, or an almond praline cheesecake with petite honey beignet, plus your non-alcoholic beverage. So how much do you think this addition to the Halloween party would be? 90? 25? <laughs> no. No cigar yet. I, no, wait, wait. I it already should be know. Cheaper. It should be cheaper than it is cheaper. driving. Yeah. Yes, it is cheaper. The... You have a lot to go. The other one was 300. This is... This is only half that. Okay, there's a clue for you, Tony. <laughs> half. Half. Okay, wait. I'm going to do decimal. Think of the Point. core. core. Come on, come on, come on, core. Come on, core. Yeah. Well, I can explain how I did it because I'm thinking I could do a fraction. I could do multiply <laughs> by 0. 0.5 or if I could make oh, a model so and true. separate pieces. Wow, that's a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. Considering yeah. you're already paying for the Halloween party. And, okay, then, and then you're missing two hours of the Halloween party. Oh, and, right, right, right. Oh, oh, and can we remind everyone that we're also eating at the Blue Bayou. I don't trust them to pull off a good a good dinner right. when I didn't think. That's my that's my biggest issue. If that was at one of the, if that was at a Carthay Circle, I'd be like, okay, I know I'm going to get it. I think that's risky. Not yeah. not to mention that it's overpriced. Well, for this experience, <laughs> the, the hundred fifty. I I think that the food would be okay. It's still a lot, and like Michael said, you're missing a lot of the party. Yeah, the, that's the thing. You can enter if you're just getting the Halloween tickets. The Mickey's Halloween party. You can get in at four p.m. Three, three hours early, just like everybody else. Yeah. Three hours early. But this experience starts at 7 p.m. And then they escort you to the VIP seating. Uh, well, it starts at 7 p.m. So the dinner like no, starts at 7.30. No time to then, trick-or-treat. Yeah. Oh, that's true. There's no, Well, you could trick-or-treat afterwards, but you're skipping a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then they'll take you, they'll escort you to the VIP seating for the paint the night parade and then the fireworks afterwards. So at 9.45, you then have what? Is it an hour and a half? Yeah, something like that. To do your trick or treating, go on the some rides, yeah, yeah, go on some of the attractions, which a lot of people are there for those, um, especially the uh, you know haunted mansion and exactly and the ghost galaxy or whatever they're going to have it be this time around um, at that time. So this is the, I would imagine people who've been there before and have a lot of um, uh, liquid assets that they want to spend <laughs> would probably go to this. And if you already have yes, tickets for those four nights, this is and you, and you have more money to spend, you can do this, or you could choose one of the other nights for the Halloween party. This reminds me of that villain soiree Pete enjoyed uh-huh. so much right. yes. at at the Magic Kingdom and Disney yeah. World. Are you being facetious, Michael? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm being real sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Mary Jo. Let's move on. I want to spend some money. It's my turn. Um, what? This isn't oh, exactly. I'm sorry. This, before you go, go before you say, I do want to say that, um, give a plug to Sherry E, who is my co moderator on the Disneyland board. She has a fantastic thread about the Halloween time at Disneyland Resort. I reckon she's on thread number four. This is the fourth year in a row. And they have, as things come up and experiences where people go to the, um, this premier dining experience, they're going to be talking about it on that thread. There you go. All right. So if you're not going to the Halloween party on October 2nd, uh, Gay Days Anaheim has an option for you. 
Gaty's Anaheim presents an evening with Tony Award winner and my homegirl, because she's from Fresno, um, Audra <laughs> McDonald. Concert is Friday, again, Friday, October 2nd at 7 p.m. in the Grand Ballroom of the Disneyland Hotel and features an hors d'oeuvre reception before the show. How much would you pay for this, Tony? Five. Yeah, burritos. okay. Yeah, five burritos, nice. Uh, tickets are $75 for general admission and $125 for premium seating. And I'll put a link in the show notes or go to gatesanaheim.com for links to book this. That's technically uh, not horrible for no, not really, Tony no. award-winning performances. Yeah, um, and for the Disney, um, the Disney reference, she was in the Wonderful World of Disney product, uh, presentation of Annie. And she played Grace. So there you go. Now it's Disney related. Um, let's see. Nancy. Okay. Mine is horribly, horribly short. Yay. For I'm change. sorry. Oh. Well, you know, you're the one who gave it to me. I know. Um, <laughs> and and she makes it busy in, I've been too busy enjoying my birthday today. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So... We alluded to the the Star Wars themed credit cards for you know Disney Chase Visa holders. Um, well, guess what? They finally announced the perk that goes with them, um, and that is dun 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 dun. They're having an exclusive Disney Visa Imperial meet and greet at Disneyland Park. Ooh. Actually, that sounds cool. That actually sounds cool, yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see which you characters would, they'll, they'll bring out for It'll it. be two stormtroopers, I'm sure. Oh, it's got to be more... <laughs> okay, if I were a Disney Visa holder, I would want... Jar Jar Binks. I would I would want, you know, at least, you know, a Jedi... You know, the Jedi Master type from uh, the... You Jedi know, Training? Jedi training, or you know, Darth Vader, or even an R two D two C three PO. Yeah, because they, they could do R two. They could do R two D two C three PO. We we met R two D two at at D twenty three. Okay. So I mean, they could theoretically do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Um. It's going to be at an undisclosed location at Disneyland Park. Again, this is for Chase Visa card holders, not necessarily Chase Visa Star Wars version. Any any Chase Visa, right? Any Chase Visa holder. That's good to know. And for those of you who don't give a rat's butt about Star Wars, the current Disney character meet and greet at California Adventure will still be there, so you can go over to California Adventure and do your meet and greet there. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, Nancy. So. Uh, Tony. Okay, so we debated. Well, we didn't debate. A certain person debated whether this was Diz Unplugged podcast worthy, but I agreed luckily, with you, Tony. Yeah, Nancy Greeny. So this is this is for traveling, okay? This is and for the day sixers. Six for day sixers, yes. So the government has a new program. That's not. Let's not get political. But I saw this and I said, okay, I'm going to share it on the podcast whether Tom wants it or not. Every kid in a park, it's a new program, everykidinapark.gov, gives fourth graders and their families free national park passes for the entire year, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So if you have a fourth grader, your family can get in, get a free national park pass for the entire year. The National Park Foundation has introduced this new initiative, Every Kid in a Park. 
It kicked off September 1st, and its purpose is to get families to visit U.S. national parks, monuments, historic areas, and wildlife wildlife refuges. Uh, So any fourth grader and their family. It's good for the 2015 to 2016 school year until August 31st, 2016. It gives the family an annual pass to over 2,000 federally managed parks across the country. Um, for, For parks that charge per vehicle, everyone in the vehicle can get in for free. For per-person sites, the program gives a pass to the student and up to three accompanying adults. Nice. Yay! So the question, why fourth graders? I was wondering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By targeting fourth graders year after year, the program works to ensure every child in the U.S. has the opportunity to visit and enjoy their federal lands and waters by the time he or she is 11 years old. Research shows that somebody gets Uh paid a lot of money to find this research. Research shows that children ages 9 to 11 are at a unique developmental stage in their learning where they begin to understand how the world around them works in more concrete ways. At this stage, they are receptive to new ideas and most likely to hold positive attitudes towards nature and the environment. Okay. Wait. If you don't have a fourth grader, you're not completely out of luck. The National Park Service does also offer a number of fee-free days, too. So find out, you can find out at everykidinapark.gov. Very cool. I just think, even though I know it's not a di- but if you're coming to California, mm-hmm. we have some great national park. Or maybe yeah. you're thinking, I'm not going to come to Cal. I'm going to do it, but I'm just going to do Disney. And then they get, wait, I can go see the Sequoias for a day six slash seven because mm-hmm. now I don't have to pay for the park entrance. Maybe it's just an idea. So I just thought. thought Mary Jo, how many cool. national parks have you uh, covered already? This uh... Just two. I've just done Yosemite and Sequoia. Do you have a fourth okay. grader? Well, so you did Sequoia, Sequoia and Kings I did Canyon. Last year. Like... Right, right. I did Sequoia and Kings Canyon. And actually, this year, I got a um, annual pass. I was going to say, you need to hire yourself a fourth grader. No, well, next okay. year you can hire now, Lily. Yeah, it's funny you asked. I've Now that I'm you know traveling around the country training teachers, what I'm doing is I'm now doing like an Uber for fourth graders so that people can get these free, uh, these free fourth, these free passes. So you just contact, go to the app, I'll get you a fourth grader, and you can get the free... <laughs> The free thing. There's other names for that kind of trade. Really? (laughs) I know it'll be a better deal, even with my incarceration fee, than that uh, Jungle Cruise and uh, Halloween thing. (laughs) Michael, how does the pricing on that compare to the pricing of that Tahitian Terrace event? That was $150. Okay. Are 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 you considering doing either of these? No. Okay. <laughs> Carol thought the Jungle Cruise one was cool, and I said, uh, "Yeah, but for three hundred dollars, no." You know. There are some things Carol will not pay for for you. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that thought it was cool. I thought it was crazy. There are limits to her enabling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we finally found the limit to Carol's enabling of Michael. Nice. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Thank you all. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday, Nancy. Happy birthday, Tom. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night.